to another episode of Church Talks. Um, if you have not listened to part one with Christian Harris, then stop this right now and go <laughs> listen to part one um, and then come back and uh, and see the sequel here. And I don't know, it might be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. We never know. Um, so it, this was not intended to be a two-part episode, but as we were kind of winding down, I asked a question that you responded with, um, are you ready for part two? And like, I love that. Like that's yeah. like a love language where it's, where it's like, Hey, like, <laughs> let's like, like, let's do more. Like, this is awesome. So yeah. I definitely jumped at that. And I don't know if it's going to be a whole episode around that question, but, um, in the five minute break that we just had like to go pee and get water or whatever and cough and clear our throat, the, the line of the song. And I, you, you said you were raised in church, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinda ish. Like, did y'all sing hymns? Depends on which church and which season, but yes, I've seen everything from like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so there's I think the song is called When We All Get to Heaven. Uh-huh. And it's like, when we all see Jesus. Um, but there's a lot, it's like, all oh, the half has never yet been told. Have yeah. you ever like like all oh, the half has never yet been told? Something yeah. like that. Okay. So I don't know why I've, I've not thought about that song in probably 10 years, like since I went to a church that did hymns and that line came to my head because when you asked me kind of what the podcast, like what my podcast was about. And I said, um, it's just a, like a, a platform where people can share their stories yeah. and I want people to, you know, to share. And so something that stood out to me when we were just recording was that for a lot of people, their story is like, past like they're telling you know what has happened like as far as like history story and something that we kind of more so tapped into was from now to the future story right like you know you're we didn't really focus a whole lot on your past like I think we touched on it a little bit but everything was about like right now like this is your story this is your song um so I don't know. I was just like, man, the half hasn't even been told. I know it's talking about heaven, but I believe yeah. we're supposed to bring like heaven, like on earth as it is in heaven yeah, uh, for his will to be done. So that kind of is a really good segue into the the question. Um, so what is the reason that in your opinion, what is the reason why we're here? <clears throat> why we are here. Why we're here or why did God make us? Well, you know what? You can answer, you can reframe my question to answer how you wish. There's a few different perspectives where you could take, but I think ultimately, like going back to what I said, like Genesis one, God made man and woman and in his own image. Mm -hmm. And then he blessed them. Uh, We are, we are so much, and I have to be careful how I word this because I don't want to come across. We are not gods. We are made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. Our longings, our nature at its core is very similar to God's longings and nature at its core. We just run to all the other things trying to fulfill the void, the longing inside of us instead of going to the only thing that can actually fulfill that, which is God. So God longs for intimacy just like we do i believe i believe that god w- does uh, he, he does i'm assuming he doesn't need anything but he longs for things not that he it's didn't good. make us, he didn't make us out of boredom and yeah. <laughs> to subdue us and rule us like he made us at the end of the day despite all the other doctrines and, and thoughts of religion and whatever else at the end of the day god made mankind for love and relationship and we were never meant to be apart from god man was never meant to fall in genesis 3 like we were never meant to do that we weren't meant to live that not death didn't exist death didn't exist yeah so 
So I'm trying to do not disturb. So, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, ultimately, I believe that's in the simplest terms, we were made for relationship with God. We were made to know Him. It says that, like, like Paul goes on to say that, like, or maybe it was Jesus. It's in the end of John or early in Romans. I can't remember. But <laughs> says that, like, Jesus died. It was Jesus said it towards the end of John that we would know life with like that is life to know God, not hmm. attributes and characteristics, but to know the word that was used in the Greek. It was like an intimate, deep, loving, no, to know fully to like, to not just know about, but to know very, very deeply. Like yeah. just like a relationship, like we, he made man. It's not good that man be alone. Well, God didn't make us to leave him alone either. So <clears throat> ultimately we were made for relationship and he gives that desire in us. He made man and woman so that man could have man and woman could have intimacy here. But the whole idea was that through intimacy with God, they would have deeper intimacy together also. Yeah. And then from that, we might, this, this might get really like weird in a sense, but like intimacy reproduces and so yeah like intimacy with god and this this is kind of like the great commission at the end of matthew where like jesus's last words <clears throat> to us is like go and make disciples and yeah. and i think that i don't know it, i'm gonna see if i can make sense of this like with my words as it does in my head um but like the intimate relationships that we have it doesn't have to be physically intimate but i think that in order to understand um, like, you know, like you said, like male and female, that is for procreation, um, for reproduction right. so that you can actually create, um, another human, like, you know, obviously God is the, he's the one that forms and, and creates and births the human, but there has to be like, you know, two parts that come together, that relationship, um, yeah. that, <laughs> that intimacy. And so we have all kinds of relationships in our lives that are, uh, what's the word platonic <laughs> like yeah, yeah. friendships family right. um and just like there's all different kinds of of love in the greek because you've got mm -hmm. the 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 Paleo, you know, like, uh, eros, yes. which is physical yeah absolutely um so it, it, i mean in that sense there's all different kinds of intimacy and so when we are deeply knowing someone like beyond a surface level with you know a friend or a coworker um, even family, then in essence, we're, we're reproducing, we're making disciples. <clears throat> yeah. Like, and that's how, in my opinion, like that's how we populate just mm -hmm. like, you know, making human children, um, that populates the world, but like populating disciples, populating believers that are in a community, you know, community being like common, common yeah. community, like of the same mind, one mind, one accord, yeah. And I don't know, like, I'm just, I'm talking this out and like trying to make sense of it, but you have, you have uh, lit a fire like in me right now. So I'm just, I'm just rolling with it. So yeah. I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? Or do you have any? Oh, or... I love that. I love what you said. The intimacy produces like mm -hmm. exactly. So God made all, all of scripture connects somehow. And some of the laws like not mixing your linens and cottons and dairy, maybe, but like, <laughs> scripture all connects and when you see the bigger picture like genesis one god yeah. created in his image and it says so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them the very next verse says and god blessed them intimacy like he made them and then intimately blessed them. blessing was an intimate thing mm -hmm. and then and then he said to them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over everything like Jesus then says, as the new covenant comes, is coming through Jesus, like he says in John 15, abide in me, like my father's the vine dresser, gardener, whatever. I am the vine, you are the branches. Jesus in us produces fruit. Whatever doesn't, whatever branches don't bear fruit are cut off and gathered and thrown into the fire. But abide in me. As I abide in the Father, and and as I abide in you, so that you may bear more fruit. So, in other words, 
We should be intimately connected and that should bear the fruit of the spirit in our lives. And then, yeah, like it's it's like Jesus then like also says like anyone who drinks of this river of me, the word shall spring forth like living waters from this, from his heart. Right. So like, as we are intimate with Jesus, it should overflow into the world of darkness that we live in the world of death and stagnancy and like, and decay that we live in. And like, yeah. as, as darkness overwhelms, like the light shines even brighter. So be a light, like the, the light cast out the darkness, it exposes it. And then, and then the darkness, what happens when you shine light in a room, like dark is no longer in that section, the brighter the light gets, the, the light gets, the more darkness dissipates. So like, we are meant to be so intertwined relationally with God that the world around us can't help but change from that because the word doesn't return void. It doesn't return void. Like, so not that you got preaching to everybody in the street. I've seen street preachers and people just cram the gospel down the Bible down people's throat. And then people want nothing to do with Jesus. Yeah. Like, Jesus is offensive to be, and he should be somewhat to the flesh, but like not, Jesus didn't do that. The disciples didn't necessarily do that. Like Jesus went and met met people and like it flowed out of him and it penetrated their hearts and souls to a point where they couldn't help, but be forever changed from that encounter with this, with God in the flesh. And I think just like you said, intimacy produces, like Jesus said, we have to bear fruit. You can't do Mm. apart from me. You can do nothing is what he says in John 15, but abide in me, like that, like that the world, like, that you would bear more fruit. And that's the will of the father, obey my commandments, love me just uh, as I love you. And the father loves me and let the, that the world will know that you're my disciples by how you do this and by how you love one another. So like we're meant to, we're meant for intimacy and like, doesn't mean you have to go and like, just give yourself away to the entire world. Because intimacy is meant to be intimate, <laughs> like more private. But like mm-hmm. go and make disciples. I think that's part of what's wrong. We're, we're, like the, that was translated for whatever reason throughout. I mean, throughout Christian history, Western Christianity, especially over years and years and years, centuries probably, mm-hmm. that we need to convert people, convert them to a religion. And Jesus didn't convert anybody ever. Mm. He he transformed them by relation by like by interacting with them and sharing something loving them in a moment and it and it transformed him so what he does with us that's the moment of salvation is like when we realize our absolute desperate need for something more normally it's through pain or despair unfortunately I mean, that's typically when it comes to a lot of people and then it's an interaction it's an encounter with love and power power or whatever it is in the moment that brings you to Jesus. And then it transforms you. You can con- try to convert all day. And then that's just what you can do trying to be better because of head knowledge and words that you read yeah. or you transformed in your life and actually receive life in, and freedom and power. Mm. So two things. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, you're, you're talking about Romans that you're reading Romans. So I think it's in Romans 12 that says mm-hmm. don't be conformed right. to the patterns of this world but be yeah. transformed by the renewing of your mind and so and we you know we know that repentance doesn't mean i'm sorry repentance right. means a change of mind a change of direction right and so like the difference between conforming transforming and then you know you said um you know he didn't convert and I, like I was thinking when you were talking about the vine, that it's it's not conversion, it's connection. Right. And exactly. the, the intimacy is connection. Mm-hmm. That that bond. Like I was watching. Do you watch The Chosen? I haven't watched the new season. Yes, I've watched it though up to this point. Yeah. So yesterday was the I think the release day that like in the theaters for um, the first three episodes. Like they're doing basically like a, a movie, like three episodes in one movie. They're doing it in the theaters. It's really cool. Um, but I actually went yesterday and it got really intense, like towards the end of it. I'm not going to do any, any spoilers, but yeah. um, definitely the most intense episode of any in the series. And this is like season three, three or four. Um, yeah. And, and this is when Jesus got really 
like, I mean, the veins in his neck was coming out because he was getting so passionate talking to the religious leaders about like basically saying, and he had said this to his disciples beforehand, but he's like, I didn't come to bring peace as a lot of people think. Like, you know, it's kind of weird, like Prince of Peace. He's like, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring division. (laughs) Yeah. Like, which sounds really off-putting at first, but like you said, like Jesus is offensive yeah. to some and, and, and he needs to be because you should not be like, wow, Siri's trying to talk to me. Um, but to me, it's impossible to have a true encounter, a true connection with Jesus and, and not be different. Like, right. Um, right. And so that like division actually is like a, it's, it's a, it's a severing mm-hmm. of the vines that you were connected to that were producing rotten fruit. Yeah, you know, it's that's the difference in in um in Galatians five where it talks like it it differentiates between the fruit of the spirit and mm-hmm. the work of the flesh. Right, like the fruit is what we want to bear, but that only comes from connection to the vine, <laughs> like the vine that is Jesus, and like we're the branches, we're bearing fruit. But yeah, that connection to the other things has to be severed. Like there has to be a dividing line, like that's where the whole like lukewarm you can't be like connected to mm-hmm. the world and God <laughs> equally because that's that's confusing that's um you know it's just like ugh. like what's worth, worth a distinction yeah so yeah but I was just like conversion versus connection yeah like conversion is not it's not intimacy connection is right and that transforming conversion is is typically singular in its plane right like it's maybe bilateral but like it's not a conversion isn't isn't like a full conversion is when you we give one part to god Mm -hmm. instead of our full selves and i think the problem is most people don't know how to give all parts of them they think it needs to be mental and yeah it does have a mental part and like Mm -hmm. there needs to be understanding like he asked for under let him who seeks wisdom let him ask for understanding right so like it has to be intellectual too, but intellectual only goes so far. We are limited by our natural minds. Like Paul talks all the time about how like things that are like, you can't even fathom or like the things of God are, are incomprehensible. And so if we only try and do it mentally, we limit God. We limit the size and the power of God to our mental capacity. And he is so much bigger than that. But like when we give him all parts of us, like, to explain that but like when we fully lay down and surrender mm-hmm. our emotions like like i love god i love jesus with the the best i can and i felt this because i'm in the, in the flesh and like we live in a fallen world right right now so i struggle with this because the flesh always wants to take back control that's why like any, anyone who wants to be my disciple, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And that's a daily thing, multiple times a day, typically like, mm-hmm. but I must die like to my flesh, but it's intellectual is where it starts. Like sin starts intellectually. It starts with a thought. And then if not taken care of, it bears it, the seeds planted and it takes root. Yeah. And that root produces action and, and, and deeds and things. So like, and then, and then that leads to the snowball effect. But the spirit's the same way. Like God in us is a pretty remarkable thing to, to really comprehend. Like that is, it's, it, he's, he, we are given access Not to God, God himself, even in our, uh, the form that, that, technically wouldn't even be allowed to be anywhere near the Holy of Holies. If you go back to the tabernacle, like yeah. where the Jews were, what they did, like we became the sanctuary of God. So because of Jesus, not because of anything we did, we're still just as filthy as they were, if not worse, mm-hmm. but because of that connection with Jesus and what he did on the cross and through his resurrection. Now, like he is, rest- he, he restored what was lost, which is the ability for man to connect with God. We still mm-hmm. have the ability to sin and to do and to sin and separate ourselves just like Adam and Eve did. They were intimate and connected with God intimately, and they still chose to take the one thing God told them not to. So, like, 
but we have the ability because of Jesus's blood and sacrifice and his, what he overcame and over and like took victory over. We now have the Holy spirit dwelling within us from the moment we believe. And that's something that can be fueled. Paul was midway through, I mean, whatever time frame, but Paul was well into his years into his ministry talking about how it's like the sin within him because of what we are in the natural, like we're in the flesh. Like he wants to do what's good. He tries intellectually, even emotionally to do the right thing, but he ends up doing what he hates. So he's a slave to sin, but he realizes it's not him. Like at his core, the spirit, which God sees and the heart, it's the flesh, the sinful flesh that we're bound to. So like, it's still a choice, but it's, it's inevitable. We are going to choose it. But I think the choice comes from right, the, the power comes from the more we learn to choose to let Jesus and the spirit inside of us be master and Lord over our own natural desires. And that takes time and, and, and practice and like learning and pain and victories and everything else. But it all comes down to connecting. Like you said, like it, it, it comes from a place of intimacy. That's why David was chosen like mm-hmm. to be king and to live the life he did and live victoriously and, and all those things. And he screwed up all the time, but his heart was connected. So even though the flesh overruled with several times, his heart was always connected. So like it broke his heart to break God's heart. And so the fruit yeah. of his life was repentance, like mm-hmm. true repentance. And then, honor god honored him and blessed him and like and gave him all these things because of the fruit that was in his because of what was taking fruit because of his intimate connection and desire for god because mm. he had i mean since you caught him out because he had connections that were impure and yeah. that and that birthed um a life yeah. that then very soon after was taken yeah and that's you know and we don't like we can't make sense of it and this was actually in the in the chosen yesterday too like they had a uh, a flashback to david and bathsheba and um mm-hmm. his adulterous affair um that led to murder of her husband yeah um, produced a child that you know okay life is a miracle yes like a baby is a gift all of these things but it was birthed out of sin it was birthed yeah. out of impure motives and very selfish desires and i don't know why like i don't know why the baby lived for a little bit and then god took him i mean there, it, 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 there could have been a miscarriage there could have been something there could have been no conception at all like, like i think it was seven days wasn't it i think it was like on the eighth day or seventh day god took the job like he was right. born yeah i know like i mean there was there was life there and i mean like i don't know i just i don't Again, we're, we're not so, like we're not meant to understand, but we have these glimpses of like, you know, there can be connection that is actually going to birth something that may look good on the surface, but is actually. I don't know the word I want to use because a baby is not a mistake. A baby is not bad. But it's, no, just, but it's, there, it's a symbol. Yeah. Well, yeah. But there are there, there are repercussions. There are consequences for. Yeah. I think that's the problem. So like Christina is Greek Orthodox and which is not catholicism it's greek orthodox is christianity but it's um and then we have western Christ, western which has such a broad spectrum so i hate to i hate to just make it that simple between the two but ultimately <laughs> what i've seen through being through being with her like she comes we go to two, like a church here in winston that's uh spirit field and, and whatever but then, and then like when she has her kids on every other weekend, like every other weekend when it's her weekend with the kids, we go to, I go to, with them to her church, which is Greek Orthodox. And like, I'm, I'm very open-minded like to, um, not to all religions, but like to different understandings, like I'll test mm-hmm. everything. Like and what I've seen yeah. and appreciated has been their fear of the Lord and mm-hmm. not like a, Scared he's going to punish me, which some of them do believe that. Some some people do, and God, there are repercussions, like I said. And then, but like I've realized how nonchalant so much of Western Western civilization Christianity is is with their lives. Well, there's grace; I can live however I want to. 
God will forgive me. Like, well, yeah, he'll forgive you. But like, to me, that's, you can't serve two masters. So like there has to, there has to, I don't even know if I'd say there's a balance because there's not a balance to God's, God's righteousness and holiness and just justice. Like he is just and righteous and holy. Mm-hmm. He's also loved and merciful and, and graceful, but like there are still consequences, unfortunately, like that was a consequence. So the seventh day is when the child in, in Jewish custom is when the child was marked by the covenant of circumcision and they were considered in the covenant with God after, like, after the seventh day. So on the eighth day, typically seventh or eighth day. So mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think it's insignificant that that's when the baby was taken after David's sin. Like it's a life, but there are consequences. God's not a murderer, yeah. but he's just, he's just, you know? And, and like, but then afterwards, Boaz came through that. You know what I mean? Like that's, like, that's where like Boaz was from David and then Ruth and Naomi and then, or Ruth. Yeah. And then Boaz. And yeah. then like through that, through that came the seed of Jesus, like, which is even crazier. Cause it was Joseph. I believe that was, uh, the seed of David and Jesus wasn't Joseph's seed. He was in Mary through him. God. So it's great. Anyway, that's a whole nother topic, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's repercussions in that, but what I love about seeing the two different ex- like extremes is that like, man, it's helped me a lot. Like realize that like every day is a war. Like this mm-hmm. is, this is battle. And there are absolutely not that we can like, not that like we make, we're one decision away from losing our salvation and we have to keep getting saved again. And not like that, but there are things that we do and choices that we make that can absolutely deter us from the life that God intends for us to have. And most of us choose that, choose stuff, even little things like every day, but there are repercussions for sin. There are repercussions for sin. And it's not something to be, I don't, I don't live in, fear every day of, oh, if I mess up, I'm going to lose my ticket to heaven. Like, no, it's my heart that makes that decision. But like, but the closer I get going back to intimacy, the closer I get to Jesus, the more desperate I am for Jesus. Like the more I, and though my life may change and I change as a person and like I grow and, and like the bigger sins are falling away. And like the more, the more, the small things that, that God isn't pleased with stand out because I'm intimate and connected with him. Mm-hmm. So, and the, times when I'm not, but like, like the closer I get, the more, the more desperate I become for him because I know that I need him even more. And it makes me not want to break his heart. You know what I mean? Like it makes, it makes you not want to sin. You begin to despise the things that God despises and you begin to cherish and love the things that God cherishes and loves through connection. Therefore you bear fruit, good fruit. And that's what he's looking for. That's what we're made to do. Bear fruit, produce. This is a fantastic part two. I'm so glad you suggested this. Because um, we're, we're still, we're literally still answering the question um, here almost 30 minutes in of, of why are we here? What is the meaning of, of humanity and creation? And, um, and I mean, it's, it's love, it's connection, it's intimacy, it's relationship. All of those things are so intertwined. Um, yeah. No pun intended with being that, but you know, I don't know if you can see it, but on my iPad right now where I'm recording, it says that you are connected. Does it mm-hmm. say that, does it say that I'm connected or that like, yeah. yeah, like, can you see that? Yeah. It says connected with a little green dot. Yeah. So, um, so I looked down cause I was checking the time and I was like, oh my gosh, we're talking about connection. And then I just saw that you're connected <laughs> and I, and I got to thinking because my, my brain works really weirdly but I got to thinking that we are connected through a device we're Mm -hmm. connected through technology um you are probably an hour away from me like driving time I don't know how many miles or whatever and yet there's no delay in our in our conversation like I say something and you (laughs) respond right away you know like there's there's no delay in that but there is still something that is is between us that makes it, even though it says we're connected, we're not connected with each other. We're connected through a device. And what Jesus did and how I kind of can make, make sense of this, of like being not just the reason that, that we're here as in like that we're alive, the meaning of our existence, but the reason that Jesus was 
a part of the plan since the beginning of of creation you know yeah. like you said it was the three and one it was the um the you know father son holy spirit and how those were like basically mind body and spirit mm-hmm. so like jesus was he he was planned from the beginning it wasn't like god was like oh man they messed up i gotta i gotta have a, a plan b to send jesus you know it was it was all about connection from the start and yeah. like because of sin which I've heard, I've heard sin being defined as separation from God, like because of sin for, for 4,000 years, as we know it, I mean, we're, we're basing everything on somebody else's documentation, like historically, mm-hmm. I wasn't there. I don't know, but there's, there's witnesses and, you know, to validate the, the, what is it? The, the reliability and the validity of it. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. I promise I'm going. Thank so you. like all of this time, and it's kind of like what we were talking about in the, in the, in the part one of, of this two part episode about like God allowing things to happen to, I guess, like, I don't know, to, to intensify or amplify his love for us that it's like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to let you hit rock bottom. I'm going to let you make some stupid decisions so that you know that I don't love you because you're acting good. Yeah. I yeah. I don't love you because you're doing everything right. Yeah. Like I'm going to love you in the worst possible state. I'm not going to leave the front porch looking for you. I'm not going to give up hope that you're going to come home. I'm going to love you through <laughs> the worst crap of your life. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I just, I feel like a light bulb just went off of my head with that. Yeah. But so for 4,000 years, like this is happening where, God has no like connection with humanity except through like an individual, whether it's a prophet, um, a priest, like God, you know, you have to go to a mountain. You have to go up, you know, just like Moses went up to the mountain to get Mm -hmm. the Ten Commandments. Um, Like, you know, we had to go somewhere like one person had to go on behalf of all these people. Yeah. So there wasn't like a direct connection. Yeah. And then, Jesus came and he, he paid the full penalty for all sin mm-hmm. for all time, past, mm-hmm. present, future. So now there is no separation. And like, literally there was a big old curtain a veil that like in, encompassed <clears throat> the Holy of Holies, which represented the presence of God and only the elite people could go into it. Like once a year. yeah like it was yes once a year yeah and when jesus was crucified which again all like all of this was planned from the beginning um none of this was an accident the betrayal all of that like it was it was all intentional yeah and then literally that curtain that veil was torn when jesus took his last breath yeah and now this and i told you i'm going somewhere this ipad that i am connected to you through this is like jesus before he was crucified and resurrected like we went through the ipad to get to god we had to go through jesus Mm -hmm. or through a priest or you know through somebody and now like i could unplug this get in my car drive to you and now we have like we can actually have like face-to-face communication yeah um whereas we couldn't before then but because of Jesus now, he just like, if, if and I, I'm, I wish you could see me right now, we're going to do a video. No, but I'm literally stretching my arms out to both sides, like wingspan, like pretending like I'm Jesus and I'm holding my hand on one end and your hand on the other. So I'm like the iPad for this episode. And then it's like when Jesus was crucified and he, he paid the penalty, he paid it in full. Um, then he took your hand and my hand and brought them together and made connection with each other. Yeah. Like now we have that direct connection with God. We have the spirit of Christ in us. Mm -hmm. We don't have to go through anybody else. Like we have that direct connection. We don't like, yes, it's really convenient to have this iPad, but we easily could have driven to the same place where we could actually like smell each other's breath. If we wanted to like, like we could be that close, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm just like, man, he's the connector. He's the intercessor, right? Which like, yeah, he like, it says that he 
indeed is interceding for us. Like he lives to intercede for us. Intercede, like that that word in the Greek was to came from like to intersect, to to mm. join to like, to bridge, like to join two things together, to make a way between A and B. And yeah. he lives to do that. So he died. And through him, through his death, the law then in, died with him. This law of sin, which is what the law was, it was a law of trying to justify us because something had to, which required death and atonement. But then, like, the law died. I hate to say the law died. Maybe that's not the best wording. The law came to end. Mm -hmm. All sin came and died with Jesus. And through his life, we are intersected. We are connected with God, like you're saying, through his resurrection. And so, yeah, he bridged the gap. Jesus even said, I came to restore that which was lost, which was mm -hmm. all the way back in the beginning, Genesis 3. And we remained lost until, the, until Jesus. And, or, I mean, because the wages of sin were death. And so in the law, you died. <laughs> or if you couldn't make atonement or certain things, there was no atonement. There was no atonement yeah. for intentional sin. It was death. How many times a day mm -hmm. do we sin intentionally? Knowing it's sin, yeah. we choose it anyway. Well, before Jesus, the answer was you die. There is no written, there is no rectifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like through like him and Jesus in us, Emmanuel, God with us was what he was like was called at birth. Like that was such a significant moment because, yeah, he died for our sins, but that it's, I think people lose the, the grasp of how deep that is and like the significance of it. Yes, we're forgiven. It's more than just he forgave my sins, though. He, Jesus did what he did, and through him, all, th all things are from him and through him and to him. But, like, through what he did, we now, through, like, when we come to accept, uh, not just accept, when we make him Lord and believe in him, like, we, then we are restored, technically, according to him, mm -hmm. to our original place, which is, Heirs of the kingdom of heaven, sons and daughters of God. We, through adoption, we become God's children, which gives us direct access to to the to heaven, direct access access to God. So, I think the hardest thing is like we have to be undone. Like depending on when you, when you come to Him, like when when whenever Jesus meets you where you are, like there's a Typically, like Paul, there's a major transform, transformation, transformative moment. Mm -hmm. And then it's an encounter that changes us. And then, like, people try to still live their normal lives and just try to live them differently or better. And they fail. We fail at that so much because I think we forget that we have like, the part of dying to the flesh, dying to ourselves every day. Another way to say that, like, that was metaphoric, but like, we have to be undone, which is the transformation to be able to, in order to be made like Christ. It's not just we change and get better and keep who we are. We have to die to ourselves, mm -hmm. which means like we were baptized into death with Christ is what Paul says so that we can die to sin. Like sin becomes dead in us and we are raised to life with Christ also born of the spirit at that point. But that's a process. Like it, it's an it's an instant moment, but it's a process. We're we have to like just like babies when they're born, they don't just come out of the womb sprinting. Like they can't do anything, yeah. right? I mean, it takes months of of growing and fading and like strengthening, and then they learn how to crawl and or lift themselves up, and then they learn how to crawl, and then they learn how to walk, and over time, then they learn how to run, and then they get coordinated when they get older, and then like then they can start playing sports or playing instruments and, or doing whatever they do, whatever skill they have. But those things are like, that's a lifetime that happens. And instead mm -hmm. we spent a life, a lifetime up until whatever moment learning how to just feed ourselves and like, and learn all the wrong things and everything that should separate us from God. So when we have that encounter, we're born again. It unfortunately is not instantaneous that we, we get, we are saved in an instant through faith and belief to the gift of grace, but, but learning how to do it takes 
a long time. I mean, it takes lifetime, really. Like, and we just think thankful because we could never do it right. But like the whole idea is it should never be like, well, I'm saved. I'm good now. Like, no, so many people stop the pursuit at the moment that they receive their help or receive what they need. Like, and then complacent people, it's easy to walk away because you don't see the value in it. Well, I can just, it's fine. And the next thing you know, it's like, how did I get here? Like what happened? And like, that's what happened with me. I, you get complacent. Like, like, man, I could never, like, I want to say I could, the, I'm, the, the reality is I want to say I could never walk away again, but man, if I'm not careful to keep a fire going in me, some like a hunger for God, I will be, I'll be right back where I was and, and be left thinking what in the world. So the difference is now going through what I've gone through. It's like, man, I know I'm like a watchman on the wall. Do I still mess up and get complacent in times? Yeah, for sure. But I'm diligent. It's more warfare to me now. I know what happens when I get off, when I lose that connection, when I stop abiding in Jesus and in his word. And when I start choosing my flesh and myself and my way over his way, because his way is so much better. It's the way that leads to life. So now I know, and I still struggle with it, but I am learning and growing and not my will, but yours. So Jesus, like, I don't want to do things my way anymore. Help me stop doing it my way. You lead me and show me the path to life, like to, to you. Mm-hmm. Like, how, like, so how would you respond in this situation? I had a situation yesterday, like doing, doing what I do. Like, like I'm, we're, we're, I'm tearing a house out and like people, it's not the most professional environment, not nothing against construction workers. I do it, but like, but <laughs> it's not, not like a business, like a sales transaction, which is like where, I, where my, my background is in sale or whatever, but it's just different. So like people just yell and cuss and do whatever they do. And it's like, people talk to you the wrong way, especially like my flesh wants to rise up and, and be dominant, at least like stand my ground. And like Jesus said, not, I mean, not that you have to be a pushover, but like there's a way to do things in love. And it's like, man, my flesh wants to rise up and like, uh, not lovingly say something back <laughs> and, like, you know, and I, and I don't always answer properly, but like, that's something I say minor, but like, man, in a relationship, especially like I saw something the other day, um, on Instagram, they said like the most difficult relationship after a toxic one is the first healthy one because all you know is toxic traits and like you have these these messages and like lies and things are just from experiencing experience in life or negative relationships so we we don't even know how to really receive the perfect unending love of christ we don't know how to but like paul says nothing that neither death nor life nor angels or rulers nor things present or things to come or powers or height or depth Anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Like mm. that is unfathomable to us. And the more we experience it, the more it starts to make a little more sense. But like, but like we, all we know is the toxicity of a life of sin, a life with of darkness without Jesus. So coming into the light, it's like, it's, it's, it's almost overwhelming. Like your eyes are sensitive. <laughs> like, what is this? But you learn yeah. to stay there through connection with Jesus. Like the longer you're with it, the more you give into it, the more like we have to, the darkness has to be put to death. The old ways have to be put to death. And it's not just through like changing your actions. Yes, that happens, but it's through allowing your instincts to be transformed, renewing of our minds. We have to be transformed there, which means new thought patterns, new ways of interacting, new ways of responding to life as it comes. Tribulations and trials will come. Take heart, I've overcome the world. Like that doesn't mean just be hopeful and ignorant and blissful and everything. Like things are going to suck sometimes, but it's coming to the realization that above all else, Jesus is life. But I'm not living for this reality. I'm in this reality, but this isn't. If I really believe in Jesus, then I know I'm going somewhere else after. Like, and that's hard. It's a hard. It's hard to live from that place. You know, like it's hard to live from that reality that above all else, anything that, that lifts itself up against Jesus, the knowledge of the reality of Jesus, we should cast out, <laughs> like mm-hmm. throw it away, leave it behind. But it's difficult yes. when we live here. You know what I mean? It's difficult when we live in this natural world and our minds are a battlefield and people hurt us and whatever. It's like, it's just hard to 
going back to the relationship, it's hard to get to that place where like we, we deny Jesus the ability to change us and love us because we're so used to dysfunction and sin. Yeah. You know, it's like, do you want to be made well? Like, like the guy the, at the, at the pool, like, mm-hmm. the, do you want to be made well? It's like he asks people that all the time. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. he's waiting for us to truly want to be free, to want to be empowered and filled with his joy and love and life. And right. like, I think we just, we miss so much because of what we know, what we've experienced that tells us otherwise. So being undone, like, that's good. That's yeah. for me. That's for right. me. <laughs> well, I mean, cause you said earlier, it's not about, it's not about getting better. It's not about being better. It's, it's not about like self-help. It literally mm-hmm. is a new creation. Like that's why second Corinthians five seventeen says that there's yeah. not any more condemnation. You are a new creation. Like yeah. you have a, you have a new connection to life. He didn't come to make us better. He came right. to make right. us die to ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So that he could then breathe new life in us. Like mm-hmm. sin is not dead, but just like Romans, I feel like we just keep going back to Romans, but like the, the subtitle is dead to sin. Alive, yeah, in Christ. alive in Christ. Yeah. So it's not, the sin is not dead. I mean, the sinful nature is like when we're alive in Christ, but yeah, we're just, we're dead to it. Um, right. Like that's not our master anymore. And of course, one of the, the best, in my opinion, one of the best scriptures in the Bible is the end of Romans eight that mm-hmm. talks about like, and I, I actually, I pulled it up earlier because I, I feel like I can quote it, but there's a translation that I really like that um, it's kind of uncommon. It's the, the passion translation. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah. So the end of, of Romans eight. Uh, so starting in verse 38, it says, so now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's mm-hmm. love. Like, again, it's, it's the love that came to, to bridge that gap so that there is no more separation or disconnection. Um I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death and life's troubles, fallen angels, dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances. And I'm going to even like not trying to add, but past circumstances too, like stuff that keeps getting brought up. Like when Satan starts accusing us and haunting us with past stuff, like that has no power either. Um, And it says that that can weaken his love. So not only is it not going to be disconnected, it can't even weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us or disconnect us from God's passionate love lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, you're, you're never going to be more loved by God than you are right, right now in this moment. Like he, his love is unwavering. It's, it's, unending unconditional love mm-hmm. which means that nothing we do is going to make him love us more we can't earn salvation we can't earn his love and like we can earn favor <laughs> but like yeah his, his love is unchanging and i think that's for that's why i ran a lot i've i've never known love like that like so i'd mess up right. and i'd run from god like I don't deserve your love. Of course I don't deserve it. None of us do. We don't deserve the, that he came down in the flesh and lived a perfect life and died for our filth and our shame. Because <laughs> he loves us that way. So like we don't earn God's love. So there's times being like in reflection. And like I learned this through Christian counseling, like in the, like in the program, like to just sit and reflection is good, but you can get caught up, especially somebody like me, I can get caught up in like what I've done wrong. And then start to try to do better. And like, yeah, we should start to do better. But like Jacob, Jacob like would strive and strive and strive for, to like, to do the, until he stopped, until he would just stop striving and like blessed him in that place. And then like the children of Israel came from that seat, from his seat. So like through Isaac. So like, there's times I have to just take a break because we get, I get spiritually tired. I get mentally tired physically and I can push like through whatever physically, even mentally a lot of times, but man, like to be spiritually tired, like Jesus said, like my burden is light. My yoke is easy. And, and like, so if I'm getting spiritually worn out 
and things are starting to get off and overwhelming in life. Like I, I I'm learning it's difficult for me because I'm a doer. I'm a striver. Like I want to fix things. Like, but like there's times I have to just sit with God and just allow him to love me right where I am, like his child. Mm-hmm. And I, it takes a lot of reminding myself what scripture says, like, and what I am to him and what he is to me. And like to just be surrounded in love that you don't earn or deserve is, and it's hard because of what we know from what we experience most relationally. And like, even with our parents, sometimes like they love you, but there's times where they don't love you as much. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but, like, but that's not God. Like, so to just sit and like, let, let him love me. Sometimes it just, it not sometimes it always changes everything. It's like a moment that we may be filled with his joy. That's abiding in his love, like learning to let him love us where we are. And then like, not that we stop trying, like we always try, but that, that love encountering that love that we don't deserve that we haven't earned should make you want to try <laughs> like to just give him more to do, to, to, to do better, but doing better. Does it, doesn't get you a deeper place of salvation. It doesn't give you deeper love. Like it doesn't make God love you anymore. He loves you period. That, that's the truth. He loves you. He loves us. That'll never change. Even when we're off, even when we're running wild and rampant in the world and in sin, he loves us the same, mm-hmm. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I said that I, I said in between the two episodes that this one wouldn't be as long as the other. And I think we've actually gone <laughs> longer on this one Oops. and we're still answering the same question, man. We are like free. Right. It's just, it's literally been unfolding. Like, I feel like that, and maybe I don't want to speak for you, but I think you did say something um, that was like, man, like I needed that. That was for me. And yeah. I think that, I think the Holy spirit is all up in this conversation and um, it's, it's building and edifying us. And then of course, anybody else that is listening and they're probably having some, some aha moments and some transformative <laughs> moments in their mind. At least that's, that's my hope and my prayer. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So to, to kind of sum this all up, if that's even possible, then it's, it's getting back to what we started with that um, intimacy, connection, relationship, love, that that's the reason that we're here. Yeah. And now it makes sense as, as to why you said at the end of the other episode, you were like, well, there's a short answer and a long answer. <laughs> so, so there's the short answer. And then we just gave you an hour long, uh, long answer. And we probably could still talk for another hour, but, um, yeah. But I do have to get to work and I don't know what you're doing, but this was so worth it. Yeah, um, for sure. Glad we did it. Yeah. Like, thank you for, for, I mean, for being willing to, to speak, to share your own story, to, um, to be vulnerable and talk about like stuff that you've struggled with. And obviously now with uh, your story is, is just beginning. Um, and I, I mean, I really, I really believe that, that like everything before now has been a prequel and like yeah. now it's like, okay, here's, here's the real thing. And so I'm just excited to see what unfolds in your life and all of the ways that God is going to favor you and bless you. And um, <laughs> there is such a strong influence on your life. And you know this, like, I know you do because mm-hmm. the moments that like that we've had in that, in that chapel, um, you took such a leadership role and you didn't have to be asked uh, and you didn't like, go and volunteer yourself either like you didn't you didn't assert your your authority but it's just i know that you have a confidence to know that you've got leadership in you yeah and that's the stubbornness i think that that the ones that god puts the stubbornness in are the ones that are not willing i mean that are not afraid to like buck up against things that aren't right you know like it takes those leaders to be really strong-willed we'll say strong-willed instead of stubborn yeah, they go hand in hand. <laughs> we're, we're passionate, strong-willed, and we're also yeah. hard-headed and stubborn. That's right. Oh, man. But thank you for, for connecting with me today. Thank you for connecting yeah. um, with with the listeners that you may never meet, and they may never see your, your face other than on the cover graphic of this episode. But I believe that that God has used you to um, to reconcile people. So I think that you have been that connector just like we are 
to be the hands and, and feet of Jesus. I believe that you have been those, those extensions. And I really believe that people will be reconnected to God because of your obedience and your relationship um, that you've spoken on this morning. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Man. Well, I love you like big time, like all the Jesus love. And I appreciate you. Um, is there anything else that you want to say? We're not going to do any rapid fire questions because you'll take another <laughs> 15 minutes to answer one question. But is there anything else you want to say before we log off? Oh, man. Uh, it's, been, it's been great. Like, I've, I've enjoyed this. Like, it's funny. I was just telling Christina the other day that, like, for me, talking it out mm-hmm. is such a refueling for me. Like, it does. It always has been. Like, like just talking about Jesus and what he's done and who he is in the scripture is what brings it to life in me. So, um, no, thank you for letting me, for having me on. And I hope it did change somebody and like wake somebody up or bring healing where somebody needs healing or understanding something like that's, that's what I hope for. Cause, um, if anybody can learn from my walk through darkness and my walk into the light with Jesus, then like, that's what it's for, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I've, I've enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on for sure. Man. Well, there was something else I was about to say. And of course it like literally just left me. <laughs> Where did it go? I don't know. I'll probably remember it later, but, um, but yeah, but thank you. And I don't, I really want to remember the last thing I was going to say. Oh, because you said, you said it helps you to talk it out. And yeah. I was thinking that like the times that I feel weak um, in my faith is when I'm not exhausting and expressing like outwardly what God is doing in my life. Yeah. And so like, that's why I think it's a revelation that says that we overcome by the blood, the blood of, the of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Yeah. And our testimony is not just always like our salvation story. It's, it's what is like, how can I testify right now to what God is doing? And so that's when we overcome is when we're talking it out. Cause yeah. I feel like I just took like uh 3000 shots of espresso, and, <laughs> know. you know, like pre-workout yeah. or something. Yeah. So, um, and James four says, James four says like, it says, well, the word most translations says confess, but like talk is another, like to get it out, like talk mm-hmm. to your brothers so that you may be healed. And I right. think that's so crucial, like relationship, man, like God, made us a relationship with him and then calls us to relationship with other people. And I think that's so important, whether that's one person in your life or like a season, some people just come and go for a season, but like, yeah, we are, we are meant to connect with other people. We're meant to be Christ like and how we interact and intersect with other people. And mm-hmm. it, it, who knows? Like, I mean, you, you, it could take one moment, you, what, whatever you do or say for that person, as insignificant as it may seem could be the seed that's planted that brings them out of whatever they're in and into glory, like into the light of Jesus. Like you never know. And, Hmm. and that's the difference I think in cramming it down people's throat for the sake of like converting and loving people the way Jesus did and letting, letting that change them inwardly. Um, You know, so yeah, I'm glad we connected. Well, if salvation comes through connection with Jesus, then healing comes through connection with people. Like, I think that's, again, that's why we're here is for connection. And God wants us to live um, a whole and free and fun, enjoyable life that's not filled with like empty desires and hangovers and misery and, you know, like. God wants us to to actually enjoy our life. And that's, that's why I love the chosen series. Cause Jesus, like he was funny. Like I just, I love that. And the disciples, they were all cracking jokes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's right, awesome man. to see like yeah. real stuff. Yeah. Like, but he wasn't just some saint. He was a real man, like a real person. So. Oh no. And sarcastic. He's a saint and he's sarcastic. I love it. <laughs> sarcastic yeah. saint. That's <laughs> our, our new um, self-proclaimed title. Sarcastic <laughs> self, state. Sarcastic, stubborn sta- state. Yeah. 
my lisp with my braces is really having fun with that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right, man. Well, enjoy your day. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another yeah. episode of Church Talks. Hey, before you guys leave and start listening to another episode of Church Talks, could you take 10 or 15 seconds and just go on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening and click follow or subscribe or like or the plus sign, whatever it is where you're listening. Uh, That would mean a ton to me. And that way you'll never miss episodes when they're coming out on the weekends. Thank you so much, as always, for listening and supporting and subscribing and following. I love you guys so much.